thank you so much for this new season, this new year, just launching um, Alive tonight in the Y. And yeah, we're just so excited. And just thank you for the family and the brothers and sisters that just came tonight. God, and we just surrender tonight to you. We're just so thankful that we get to meet you together um, tonight. So we just come Holy Spirit and just um, we just welcome you here. And we just thank you so much um, just for your presence. And um, yeah, we just give you tonight. And um, yeah, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We guys stand with us as we worship.
God, we thank you that you change us from the inside out, Lord. Thank you, Father. Everything else in the world tries to change us from the outside in, but you start on the inside, Lord. And it's from that place that we live that we're free to experience your heart and free to experience your love. So, Father, right now, we just pray a blessing of our brother and our friend, Ryan. And we thank you, Lord, that it's all part of your family, God. And as we pursue this family thing, I thank you that you're our father, God, and that's where family starts. It starts with us meeting you as a father. I just feel like people, he's a father who meets you where you are. So God, I thank you that no matter where we are in our journey, whether this is our first time coming to something about Jesus and we're wondering who is he, or it's our 10th time, God, I thank you that you give us a relevant word and you meet us where we are. So I pray you give Ryan the wisdom and the love to share what's on your heart meeting us where we are, God. Thank you for the fun that it is to walk in your presence. In Jesus' name. What's up, guys? Ben, can you hit those lights, please? Well, when you guys, we invited you to a live, we didn't know, uh, can you just get the two lights, not all of them. Um, there you go. You guys didn't know we were inviting you to a sauna, huh? Man, who, I mean, why do you have to jog? You just come here, sweat, lose some weight, worship God, there we go. <laughs> the good thing is, it's only like this for a couple weeks. And uh, if you really don't like it, invite all your friends so we grow out of it and we have to go to another building, hopefully with air conditioning, right? <laughs> so, but hey, man, thank you so much for coming out. It's, even though it's hot and humid and sticky, it is special to be back in this room. Uh, churches have birthed and started in this room. Uh, this ministry's been in this room for this is the third or fourth year now. And uh, so it's just special to be in here. Real quick, before I get started, I want to call Daniel Goulet up here real quick. Come on, Daniel, run up here. And, and, can, and I want to invite his beautiful wife, Katie, up here too. Come on, Katie. <laughs> this is Katie's first time. She's like, I'm never coming again. <laughs> but uh, one, I just want to honor them because, uh, man, I get choked up. But 
they were the young adult and college pastors for so many years. And Daniel doesn't get paid for this. Katie doesn't get paid for this. And they still come out. And they just believe in what the Lord's doing on campus. And it's just special to see how they've given their hearts so much to this ministry for countless years now. I think five, six years you guys have been involved, either one of you or both of you. Um, they met in the ministry, and now they're married, and they have three amazing kids, and they led it together, and uh, now they're still involved. So just from the bottom of my heart, can we give them a round of applause and say thank you? And uh, can we just also, Daniel's leaving tomorrow for China for two weeks, and he's leaving his kids, he's leaving his wife, and can we just extend our hands, we're just going to pray for him, and maybe in a couple of you, you want to come up and lay your hands on him? Father, I just thank you so much for this man. Make sure he doesn't fall over. And um, God, I just thank you for your presence and your love. And the verse that's been on my heart so much is from James where it says, the prayer of a righteous person or people is powerful and effective. And God, so we just thank you for all that him and his wife have done in the church and out. The way they love people and lead people to your freedom, to your hope, to your presence, God. That Daniel is a worship leader, not just because he sings and knows how to play a guitar, but he leads people into your presence with his life. And that's what true, a true worship leader is. So God, we pray that you protect him on this trip, be with him on the plane ride, go before him, use him in mighty ways, and bring him back safe to his family and safe to us. We just pray your angels would guard him. Holy Spirit, give him the words to say to a people that even if they can't understand English, and it just ask you to guard him, bless him, encourage him, and strengthen him in every way you know he needs it. Bless Katie and the kids as he's gone. Protect them, God. Just let them know they're not alone. Give her peace that her husband's life is in your hands. And we just pray for their family and both of them in every way you know they need it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. Love you guys. Oh, so sweaty. <laughs> I know. So sweaty. <laughs> Man. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, guys. Welcome back. And, uh, man, we just want to say thank you so much for coming out. Can you raise your hand if this is your first time here? Wow. Awesome. Thank you. Man, thank you for having the courage to come out and check us out. Thank you. It's so awesome to see new faces and old faces. Last week we were at the quad and it was a rocking time. We met so many people, a couple guys, I don't know if they're here, but I uh, met them at volleyball last week and we're, I was like, how'd you hear about Alive? And they're like, oh, actually, we're just leaving the library and we heard all this music and noise and we've been looking for a place like this. And it's just so cool what the Lord's doing and how our family continues to grow and grow and grow. And uh, so today we really want to talk about really quick just like what is Alive? This might be your first time here. This might be your first time kind of at a Jesus-centered event. And, and, you know, it was funny, I invited someone, and they're like, what do you do? Do you guys, like, sing songs? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, kind of, you know, we sing songs, and there's, you know, some crazy guy that talks a little bit, and, you know, we have a good time. <laughs> um, there's great cookies in the back, you know. And, um, but it, it, was, it was so funny, like, sharing, like, what do we do to a non-believer? Like, you know, they're like, you sing songs, you know? And um, so it was, just, it was cool. But um, so what is Alive? Our mission statement says this, it's awakening um, college students to their purpose and identity in Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we, we have this picture up here of family, and we talk about this isn't just a ministry, but it's a family. 
And I really believe that. The leaders believe that. And it's, we, I always say to the leaders, it starts with us. It starts with us having each other's back, praying for each other, being there. You know, I joke around. Some of the students will text me, call me at 2 or 3 in the morning. And, I mean, I don't, like, encourage that every night. But if you need to, I'm going to answer and be there. Uh, Dale Mueller, shout out. Um, <laughs> a couple times Dale calls me, and I'm like, oh, shoot, something's in trouble. i got to answer. And she's like, hey, Rye, uh, I just have a question. Like, is Alive at the quad or the union next week or whatever? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm making that up. But she asked me some question like that. So, uh, but seriously, we want to be a family that is there for each other. And like, so this, the first month of September, we're gonna kinda talk about this revelation of Alive that I'm gonna explain a little bit. But after that, for this whole semester, we're gonna look at the, we're gonna have a sermon series called What is Family? And we use the word family a lot, but really, what is family? And what makes our family family besides just having the same blood as them, right? And what does it mean to have, like, biological family but spiritual family? And, and, and even as this ministry, not to compare ourselves with other ministries because it's not a competition, but what makes us different from other ministries? I meet students all the time, and I, says, I say, all that really matters to me is that you're eating ice cream. And they're like, what? And I'm like, you know, we're, we're a flavor of ice cream with sprinkles. You know, FCA is chocolate, cruise vanilla, Illini Life, strawberry maybe. And I'm like, I don't really care what flavor of ice cream that you're eating as long as you're eating ice cream. <laughs> and that's an analogy to say we want to be a, a community and a ministry and a family that accepts you, that grows with you, that is there for you, that has fun, that does things, uh, community events. We're going to have a fall retreat October 14th to 16th. We're going to do things on the weekends. And, like, we want to be there for you through the good times and the hard times. So we're excited that you're a part of this family. Um, go to the next picture, please. Yeah, so real quick, again, this is just a picture of us last year. Every Tuesday we meet. The first Tuesday of every month, starting in October, we have this thing called Encounter Experience Nights at our church, where we have an extended time of worship, and we really just go after it. We're actually in a building with air conditioning, so that helps. But those are always special, special nights. This is a picture of that. And man, again, just to promote the texting service, if you're not texted to that, I say that all the time, but it's just an easy way to connect with us so you guys know about things that are going on. So really quick, I kind of want to share a little bit about my journey or my story. And um, some of you guys, maybe if you were at church this last weekend, you heard a little bit about it. But kind of the journey of Alive first starts with the journey of my life and some of the leaders' lives. And I remember in college, I went to college and I knew about God, but I didn't really know God inside. And I partied a lot, loved to play sports. My identity was always in like what people thought of me, um, just the party lifestyle. I wanted to be very popular. And, um, but Deep inside, I remember going home at night after night, looking in the mirror, just having no idea who Ryan Otto is. And, and I was very popular. It looked like I had it all on the outside, but on the inside, I was a fake. I was empty. I had no idea who I was. I just did what I did to fit in and to be cool. And so the, this, I remember there was this 50 Cent song that I'm not going to say the lyrics to, but um, it, it would say something along the lines like, if you don't know who you are, how could your dreams come true? And I remember thinking, like, who am I? Who am I? 
And later in life, you know, I was uh, going into my junior year, and I thought I was in love with this girl. I always joke around, God knows how to get you. And she invited me to church. My friends invited me to church. I'd always say no. She invited me. I said yes, um, just because I wanted to hang out with her. And, uh, but the Lord used that, and before you knew it, I was going up much at an event like this and asking Jesus into my heart. And for the first time in my life, he wasn't just a principle, an idea, but he was, he, I felt something in my heart that made me know and believe that he was alive and he was real. And so I read this verse shortly after that, or not this verse, this quote, and it says, don't ask yourself what the world needs, but ask yourself what makes you come alive, and then go do that, because what the world truly needs are people who have came alive. And that hit me so hard, and I've always loved quotes, but this quote sticks with me so much to this day. And, I, and, I, I was, and so I, I kind of started thinking, what makes me come alive? I have to find my purpose. I have to find that job. I have to find something that will make my life count and that will make my life matter because I'm tired of going through the motions. Have you ever felt like that? Does any of that resonate with you? Just looking up at the stars at night, looking up at the sky, and just wondering, what does this life really mean? What really matters? And does my life count? Is my life making a difference? And most of all, when you look at yourself in the mirror, when you look in your own eye, do you know who you are and why you're alive? And so this quote messed me up. And we as a ministry and as a family, we believe that we, we first need to focus on our identity, then we need to focus on our destiny. We first need to focus on our identity, and then we need to focus on our destiny. And I believe so many people, including myself, we, we go to college and we, 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 we ask ourselves, so, well, what am I going to do with my life, right? Am I going to meet my wife? Am I going to meet my husband? Am I going to find that dream job and that career? What am I going to do? And we, we think about our purpose. Our counselors tell us that. Probably a lot of our parents tell us that. The world says you've got to figure out what you're going to do in this life. And I know that that question drove me, and even now, all my life. But we believe that you first can't figure out what you're going to do this li- in this life. You, don't, you can't know what your purpose is if you first don't know who you are, right? And you can't really know who you are if you don't know where you came from and why you've been sent here to be alive for such a time as this. And so for this next month of September, kind of like last year, if you were around last fall, we spent the whole semester looking at this. We're going to condense that just into the month of September, and we're going to spend a week or two really looking at who is our father, Not just knowing about him, but knowing him in our heart. And then who are we as his sons and daughters? Why are we called sons and daughters? Why does Jesus say, the same power that that lived in me will live in you? And we're going to really look at who we are. And then we're going to look at what our destiny is in this life. What our purpose is in this life. Because guys, we can do great things, right? But if you don't know who you are, and you don't know why you're doing it, Will it even really matter? And will it really even make a difference? We hear about athletes all the time, you know, oh, I was winning the Super Bowl or whatever it is. Like, and like, who who really remembers that? But what people really remember is how you treat people. How how, you know, it's often said even in sermons, most people don't remember what you say, but they remember how you made them feel, right? And so what kind of lives are we living? Are we living a life that makes a difference? We believe that you can't know what your purpose is if you first don't know who you are. We also believe one cannot truly know who they are until they first know who their Father in Heaven is 
and from whom they they come from. Think about that. We have our last names because we know who our parents are, right? We reflect our earthly parents. Have you ever thought about, do we really know who our heavenly father is? Do we know him in our minds but also in our hearts? So think about that as we kind of look at the talk today and through this next month. Will you open, if you have a Bible, open it up to Ephesians chapter 2. If not, there's going to be scripture on the screen. But the word of the Lord says this. I'm actually going to read from it. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. I'm going to read that right again. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ. Even when we were dead in our transgressions, and it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in the kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by your own works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. God created for us to do good works in advance. Some translations say before even the creation of the world for us to live out a purpose. And I remember I've been blessed to travel a lot. And I remember one day I was in Africa and I saw this like little ant, you know, uh, going across. It was actually a big ant because I was in Africa. But it was going across the dirt. I'm like, man, I don't want that thing biting me. And then I remember just like looking at these goats. And like, I mean, I'm on this dirt road in a village. In a village that had never seen a white person. Like literally, I'm not like... Babies are crying because they're scared of me because they've never seen a white person in their life. And, like, I mean, I'm in, I'm in the thick of it in Africa. And I remember the Lord said to me, like, like, why wasn't I one of those goats? Or why wasn't I one of these big ants across the, across the dirt? And I remember even, like, like, thinking, like, I never chose to be Ryan Otto. And you didn't chose, choose to be you. Why wasn't I one of these babies or, like, these, these like, I remember in Cambodia seeing a baby literally walking in this village naked. No one was even around him, like, at two years old. And, like, why wasn't, why, why wasn't I one of them? Or why wasn't I even one of these animals? And, like, God gave me this revelation through Ephesians 2 that God chose us to be alive. And we say it all the time, to be alive for such a time as this. He chose us and he chose you to be born to your families, to have your brothers and your sisters. Think about all the people in the world that have lived or ever will live. And God chose you to be connected with your family, to be alive and champagne, go to the University of Illinois in Champaign, Illinois in 2016 for such a time as this. Yeah. And no matter what we do when we're, we're down and we're depressed, we're working jobs, we, we're working on papers or have exams or life's going hard, we can wake up and each breath we take, we're reminded that our story is never over. And our story is never over because his story isn't over. 
and that we're alive for a reason. Do you guys believe that? If I'm, if I'm being honest, I don't always believe that. But I want to, and I, sometimes I need to choose to. And sometimes I look in the mirror and say, Ryan Otto, you're alive for a reason. And you know what? I love you, man. And that sounds weird and crazy. And like the world says, oh, you're talking to yourself. But there's this little boy in me that needs to be reminded that I am alive, that there is a purpose. Because this life is hard, guys. And sometimes we, we're on high mountaintops, the sun's shining down on us. And sometimes we're in the valley, hiking the mountain. And there's snow and wind and rain in our face. And we don't know why the heck we're hiking this thing. And where we are, and it feels really lonely. I know when I was in college, uh, I felt that way a lot. I remember I, sometimes I would walk, I went to the Bow Bowling Green State University in Ohio. And it was like one of the super, it's like one of the, windiest cities in Ohio because there's no hills. And I remember sometimes the wind would just hit me and like I would just feel this like, like the presence of the Lord say, Rye, even though you can't see me, I'm with you. And like you think about that, like we feel air and wind all the time, but sometimes it's strong or gentle. I feel like God's even like, remember, just like the wind, you can't see me, but you can feel me and I'm with you and I'm in you. So what makes you come alive? Who are you and what are you meant to do with this one and precious life that God's given you? I love the verse so much in 1 Corinthians 15, 22, and it says, In Adam we are all dead, but in Christ we are all made alive. And I think what that means in like, in Adam, you guys know Adam and Eve, and I think that's what it means is like without Christ, how can we really know who we are? And without Christ, how can we really live a life that is meaningful and purposeful that will make an impact? Just the team, we were praying before tonight, and we were like, Jesus, we need you. Because it's, we can have all the lights and all the, the best band and the best speaker. I'm definitely not the best speaker. But man, without the presence and power of the Lord, it's not going to mean anything. And that God helps us live a life that counts, whether it's to hundreds, thousands, and millions, or to one person with his power and his life within us. And that's all, that's what makes alive alive, that we are nothing without the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. We talk about the Holy Spirit a lot here. We're probably one of the only ministries on campus that talks about the Holy Spirit. And sometimes that freaks people out. I know it used to freak me out. But this revelation and this thought hit me that like, how can we not talk about the Holy Spirit when Jesus himself left so that we would have the Holy Spirit, right? He, he died on a cross, he raised from the dead, and he comes back. He's with the disciples for 40 days, and, and, and then the, he says, hey guys, now I got to go. What? <laughs> we were with you for three years, we gave our lives to you, you died on a cross, you did the impossible, you came back like I thought like you were going to rule, you were going to take over the earth. Like, what, now you're leaving again? Could you imagine how the disciples must have felt in that moment? But he says, guys, trust me. It's for your good so that you'll have the counselor, so that you'll have the helper, so you'll have the advocate, the one that will fill you with power, the one that will give you authority, the one that will help your lives make a difference. Because the same power and love and life that lived in me, that raised me from the dead, Jesus said, will live in you. And like that's why we talk about the Holy Spirit. And honestly, I'm not judging, I'm not comparing other ministries or other churches. We're all at different points of the journey, but it breaks my heart when I go to churches. I've been to seminary, I've been connected with a lot of churches, and it breaks my heart when people don't, aren't open or even, even dedicate or, or give any attention to the Holy Spirit. 
Like the Holy Spirit is the one that connects us to Jesus. Jesus is the one that connects us to the Father. They're all God, three in one, but they all play a part. When I pray to Jesus, when I talk to him, when I hear from him, when I feel him, who do you think that is helping me do that? Jesus is up in heaven, but he's in us, and he's with us, and he's in us, Christ, the hope of glory, through the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. So please, if you have thoughts about him, if you've seen people do crazy things, sometimes I get a little crazy, we will never push anything on you, but we're not going to be ashamed of who the Holy Spirit is. We're going to dance. We're going to be a little radical. We're never going to make you do that. There's going to be times that I'm going to encourage, that I'm going to try to inspire, but I will never make you cross that line because that's between you and God. And we're all at different points of the journey. And the aspect of a journey is it's a journey. So if this is your first time here, your hundredth time here, if you know the Lord, if you don't, we're a family and we welcome you where you're at because that's what makes family family. None of that was just in my notes, so <laughs> thank you, Lord. <laughs> um, so, church, friends, family, do you believe? Do you believe that you're alive for such a time as this? Do you believe that your life matters? Do you believe that you have a purpose? We can say it a lot. It's a really good saying to be alive for such a time as this. But do you believe it? Because it's actually when you don't believe it that you need to choose to believe it. You need to choose to declare it. Yeah, my name's Avery, I matter. My name's MJ, I matter. My name's Kundai, I matter. My name's Michael, I matter. My name's Claire, I matter. My name's Crystal, I matter. I have a purpose. My name's Isaac, my, I matter. I have a purpose. Do we believe that, guys? Do you speak that into yourself? Because that's what makes a difference when it's hard. If, if it was easy, everyone would believe it. Can you guys hit those lights for me? I want to show a video that shares a little bit about who we are as a family and this whole aspect of what it means to be alive. You might ask yourself, what is alive? But the question I want to ask you is, who is alive? As we come together, it's a time of awakening students to who he is. And when I say who he is, I mean who Jesus is. It's a time of understanding and awakening students to who he is and who they are meant to be. See, the one who lives within us, he brings the light of life. It's the same spirit, power, life, and love that lived in Jesus, that raised Jesus from the dead, that lives in us. Do you believe that? When you look into your own eyes, do you see his eyes looking back at you? Do you believe that his power and his love lives within you? We do. Alive Vineyard College Ministry is a group of people that have been awakened to the calling, identity, and destiny that God has given each of us to have in this life. See, we've been handpicked, chosen to be alive in this world, in this place, in this era for a great, great reason. We're not accidents, we're not mistakes chosen to be alive for such a time as this. So the question, church, that I want to ask you is not what is alive, but who is alive? Are you? So uh, yesterday as we were praying, 
uh, about the service. You'll come over here. Uh, this is Dale Mueller. Can you guys give her a round of applause? Yeah. Trying not to get choked up. Sorry, guys. I'm a crybaby. <laughs> um, but man, like, I remember one of the first Alives, uh, a couple of first Alives, I was walking and I, at the end of the service and we're, we, we're you know, cleaning up and running around and sometimes it's hard to talk to people after. And I walked past her and the Lord just said, turn around and talk to her. And uh, it was just so inspiring to just know her and, you know, I really call her like a little sister to me because I've just seen her through the ups and downs of last year and how the, how the Lord has, has just touched and inspired her, inspired her heart. And when I think about the aspect of Alive and I read Ephesians 2, I think about her. So I just want to give her the mic and for the next five, ten minutes, just have her share her heart about what God's done in her life this past year. Thanks, Ray. Um, yeah, my name's Dale, and I'm so blessed to be a leader for this amazing ministry. And I'm also a sophomore here at the University of Illinois. And um, yeah, I'll just share you a little bit about my story. Um, so in high school and growing up, I went to church and I kind of knew of God, but I didn't really know him on a personal level. I didn't really know um, what that looked like. And I just remember there would be days where I would just be wondering like who I am and what I'm meant to do. I would be up in my room literally in tears just saying like, why am I here? Like, what is my purpose for doing this? Like, I don't want my life to be about just getting good grades so I can get into a good school, so I can get a good job, so I can what? Make a lot of money and then die? Like, I didn't want that to be what my life was about. I knew that I mattered and, and it meant more than that. And I remember writing in my journal before coming to college um, my freshman year and I literally wrote, if there's one thing I want to find out in college, it's my purpose and why I'm here. And, um, you know, I partied in high school, I partied in college, and I remember being at a party welcome week and um, just making some really bad decisions. And um, I just remember looking up and I just remember hearing, like, I need God. And I didn't really know what that was or why that popped in my head, but I just knew in my heart that I needed God. And that weekend was quad day and um, I bumped into the live table on quad day and I ended up talking to this guy right here, Ryan, and I remember him telling me, you know, just explaining me the heartbeat of live and saying, you know, we're a college ministry that's about awakening college students to their true identity and purpose um, by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm sure you've heard that a bunch of times. And when I heard that purpose and identity, I, it clicked. Like I just knew I needed um, to figure out what this ministry was all about. And so I remember it was finally free for me. I was finally free to be able to go to my first Alive. And um, I didn't know a single soul. I was going by myself. And I remember waiting outside the Y right here, this building, for five minutes, literally contemplating, am I going to go in, am I not? And people who know me know that I'm one of those people that I like to have people with me if I'm going to try something new. So this was completely out of my comfort zone. And there was something that just tugged on my heart. And I didn't know it then, but it was the Holy Spirit. And I just remember him saying, just try just try it. And so I walked in and immediately was greeted by tons of smiles and hugs and welcome to live. And hopefully some of you felt that tonight. And um, I just knew that I was home, that, that I had found a family. And, um, you know, I signed up for a small group and I signed up for the fall retreat, both of things that you guys should do. And um, I just really started growing and I developed this hunger to really know God deeper. And, you know, there was a point where I, I thought I, I had it. You know, I thought I knew who he was, and I thought I'd given my life to him and all this stuff. And then 
you know, I would make a mistake again and I would fall back and I felt like I was just constantly taking three steps forward and two steps back and just not really making any progress and I was just struggling and fighting to really just, you know, get to that place, you know, that like to find out who I wanted to be, to find out who I was and um, I just, I was just fighting it and struggling and finally I came to a point where I just decided to just surrender it all. And the moment that I laid my life down for Jesus, guys, I'm telling you, like, he gives you it back, double portion. Like, he loves you so much. And, and I, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and, um, oh, geez, oh, that's so good. But um, I just remember um, yeah, that moment where I was just truly filled with the Holy Spirit and um, God had really come into my heart. I, it just made it known that it didn't matter what I did or what I continue to do. And I'm not perfect. I, I'm the first one to admit that I know I'm going to make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. It's, I'm human. But one thing just remains the same for me, and that's Jesus' love for me. Like, he will never let me down. He will never fail, fail me. Those times that I felt like I was, you know, messing up or that I wasn't good enough, that I was, you know, making all these bad decisions and I wasn't the perfect Christian and I wasn't living this life right, I just... I, I knew in those moments that he was pursuing me even that much harder. And that's just because he loves me and I'm his daughter and all of you guys are his children and he does the same for you. And um, yeah, I just, I just want to like pray over you guys really quick. I just want to, um, God, I just thank you for every person that you brought here tonight, Lord. I just pray that um, they develop a hunger and a spark is lit and that they just desire to know more of you, you and your goodness and your love. I thank you that it doesn't matter what we do or what we've done in this life, Lord, or what we will do. You just love us so much. Yeah, thank you, God. That there's nothing that we can do to earn your love. It's freely given because it wasn't by works that we were saved. It was through grace. Yeah. And so, God, I just thank you for all of your goodness. I just, I just pray that you continue to bless my brothers and sisters and yeah. <laughs> um, just love on them. Thank you, Father. In your name we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Can I have Naomi, Abby Ann, Mariah, can you guys come up here real quick? I feel like there's one more. Oh, Anna, Anna, there you go. I knew there was one more, sorry. <laughs> but I just, uh, it's just so inspiring. And when Dale, you know, gosh, I kind of, all right. <laughs> My whole life, people told me not to cry. And, uh, I can't make myself cry, right? As guys, we're supposed to be macho and not cry, but like, man, like, it's like the love of the Lord touches your heart, and now I'm a crybaby. And for the first time, I'm not ashamed about it. So, um, but man, like, Dale came here not knowing anyone, and now these girls are like her best friends, and they all just met here, and they were all freshmen last year. And they're all going to be small, they're all small group leaders. And Bethany was their small group leader last year, and she poured into them. And, and Kendra is a part of it. And now, like, you know, they're, they're best friends and they're family. And Dale and Mariah and Naomi are going to be the, the freshman girls small group with Kate. And Abby Ann is going to be, and Anna are, are, other, are the upperclassmen small group leaders for the girls. But it's just, when she came alone, she was scared. But now she looks back and she has her best friends. I know these girls are going to be in her wedding one day and they just do life together. They're there for each other through the good times and the hard times. So I just, I don't know, I just want to brag on them and just say if you're looking for a family, I remember Naomi came up to me. Uh, she, she lived across the hall from Abby Ann and Abby Ann invited her and invited her and invited her and one time Naomi came. 
and it was like almost Christmas, and we're packing up the van, and I'm like in the van, and she comes up to me, I'm getting ready to pull away, I'm like, whoa, and she's like, I'm like, you all right, and she, you know, and I didn't know her, and she just had tears in her eyes, and she's like, I've been looking for family all around campus, and I just want you to know that I finally found it. I finally found it. And, and I know that there's others of you that I don't know as well. You've been coming to it last year. I'm excited to get to know you more, and they're, they're excited to get to know you more. But when we say we want to be a family, we really mean that. So, But, man, love you guys, and thanks so much for being a part of this family. We love you. Take us away, Leah. Stand as we worship.
going to kind of um, do ministry time. So we're going to have um, the college leaders and coaches in the back. And we just want to just pray with you guys. Um, and for me, there's been such power.